0: Reading is a huge waste of time, and I can prove it. Now, I know that title is a little clickbaity, but hear me out. I actually do believe that reading books is a massive waste of time when you fall into specific booby traps, and we're going to get into those right now. Welcome to this week's episode of the Read Well podcast. My name is Eddie Hood, and I'm your host where I believe it's more important to read well than to be well-read. So grab your favorite book, open up your notes, and let's get ready to learn something fascinating. Hey everyone, welcome back. This is episode 19 of the Read Well Podcast. My name is Eddie Hood, and I am ashamed to admit this, but I have a problem with books. If I see a bookstore, I have to go inside, and once I'm there, I always buy something. I tend to spend $100 or more. It's it's a bad, bad addiction. And like I say, that's the dirty truth about book lovers. We have these books piled up under desks. They're against walls. They're on top of the toilets. These things are all over my house, and to be honest, if I were to read all of them, it would be a massive waste of my time for several reasons, and I will get into that in just a minute. But first, know this. I'm not advocating for you to stop reading. I would never do such a thing. In fact, my life revolves around books. I am advocating, though, that you stop reading randomly. One of my favorite books is called Letters from a Stoic. It's written by Seneca. And in fact, we're going to be rereading this book in the book club that I host online. In letter number two, he advises us to read fewer books and to spend more time with them. He actually wants us to seek out great teachers and learn from them rather than reading many teachers at a superficial level. And that makes sense to me, right? His actual words were this. He said, you should be extending your stay among writers whose genius is unquestionable, deriving constant nourishment from them if you wish to gain anything from your reading that will find a lasting place in your mind. To be everywhere is to be nowhere. I mean, that makes sense to me. Now I tend to consume or what I would say study less than 10 books a year. I purposely choose a small amount of books, knowing that I'm going to be creating book notes about them and I'm going to be digging in and actually trying to apply their lessons into my life. It's one of my favorite things to do at the beginning of the year is to set my reading goals. So yeah, the first booby trap is that we need to be reading less and thinking more. You know, Nietzsche, the philosopher, he was the guy with the big, crazy, wild-haired mustache. He once said that his foot is also a writer. What he meant is that he got just as much or more writing done on his daily walks than he did sitting down at his desk. Nietzsche took time away from his books daily to go for a walk in the gardens and to think. And you know, reading really is a waste of time unless you're following Nietzsche's example. Like I said, I used to have these goals of reading 100 books a year, and I think reading at that sort of mad pace, it had something to do with my ego. Now that I've lived that experience, I can tell you that it was a waste of my time. Yes, I was exposed to the material, and yes, I understood what each book was about, but I never took the time to implement what I read. I mean, how could I? There was no space in my life to journal or go for walks or apply what I'd learned. I was way too busy getting on to the next book. So yes, dear listener, reading is a waste of time if you never think about the book in your hands. Every good reader needs a note-taking system. And if you don't have one, build one. But avoid, please avoid getting caught up in the craze of YouTube intellectuals asking you to create a complex system using Notion or Obsidian plus 15 automated tools and a database and everything else. I mean, good hell. Let's just start with a notebook. Keep it simple and let it grow from there. Now, this is advice coming from a guy who is building a tool online called Highlightish. I get that. I understand this is maybe a little hypocritical. I'm not sure. But I'm not advising you start with Highlightish or anything else. If you're not keeping notes, the best thing to do is grab a pen and paper and start there. Stay simple so that you're actually building notes. You know, the next pitfall that causes us to waste time when we're reading books is that we're spending way too much time reading bad books. A few years ago, someone I highly respected gave me a book recommendation. He told me to read The Magus by John Fowles. I think that's the name of it, The Magus. Apparently, this was like the most incredible book he had ever read. And when it arrived on my doorstep, I could feel the 800 plus pages. They they were just heavy in my hands. Nevertheless, I jumped in and I was waiting for something great to happen. But 400 pages later, I was like sweating it out. I was hating every word. I pushed on. Believing that, you know, if he liked it, there must be something good that I was missing. But nope, I was wrong. I finished that book and I really did despise myself for doing so. I had invested over 40 hours of my life reading it. What a waste of time. Since The Magus, I have installed a 50-page limit on all books that I read. If they don't have me riveted by then, I get rid of the book. I don't feel bad about it. I don't feel like a failure. There are no feelings of depression or emotional caving. I just set it aside and go on to the next book. Too many of us are forcing ourselves to finish a book, and that is just, well, it's a waste of time. Your life is short, so please, for the love of all that is holy, spend your precious time reading good books. Now, the next booby trap that is causing us to waste time when we read is something that I do on a consistent basis. This is where I uh, really need to open up my soul to you, and it's confession time. I'm one of those guys that when I find a book that I love, I end up highlighting way too many passages in a book, and this is a big, big problem. First, if you have hundreds of marked passages in a book, you're not really likely to go back and transcribe them or take good notes once you've finished reading. The amount of work there can feel so monumental that you never get around to it. And if your highlights never get out of the book and into your life, then it doesn't matter how good that book was, it's just a waste of time reading it. The second problem with highlighting too much is that you see nothing. All the significant and valuable passages are lost in this excess consumption, and you have to spend time fishing them out. It's just lots of time to do that. Now, after I've read a book, it takes real discipline on my part not to jump into a new and exciting book. Instead, I need to reopen this one and begin building out my notes. So if there's any friction in that process, my laziness is going to kick in, and I'm not going to do it. This is a problem, but it's easily solved. So when we read books, our job is to remove that friction. We need to make creating notes as easy as possible and ensure that there are fewer of them to make. All this means is that when you're reading a passage and you get excited about it, you just need to ask yourself, like, how important is this passage? Is this something I'm willing to write out and transcribe down the road? Am I willing to take the time to put this into my note keeping system? You need to be really judicious when you're reading. Really, really selective because every note should matter to you and to the work you're going to do in the future. Don't just save it because it's interesting. Save it because it's useful hey everyone i want to take just a quick second in the middle of this podcast to tell you about highlightish.com think of highlighting a book but add ish at the end highlightish.com is the tool that i use to make better book notes and to organize my writing it's where i go to capture my favorite passages annotate them and then to turn that research into essays blog posts or research papers if you're someone that wants to get more out of the books that you love and you want to turn that into great output go to highlightish.com today thanks for listening and let's get back to the show The last argument I want to make about how reading books can be a massive waste of time is that if you are never doing anything with that knowledge, if you're not creating any output from it, the time is lost. This may make a few people angry, but I'm going to say it anyway. If all you ever do is read, that is a waste of time. Many will say that reading provides relaxation and escape, and that's not a waste of time, and I agree. However, I'm not talking about recreational reading here. I'm talking about the kinds of reading that moves your work, your ideas, and your perceptions forward. I'm talking about reading for intelligence. A reader should add to the conversation however possible. So I encourage you to disagree with your authors. Combine viewpoints with other authors and develop your own ideas. Go for those Nietzsche walks. Then share those ideas in your career, in your writing, or even on your date night next Friday. In his book, The Intellectual Life, the author A.G. Sertelange drives this point home really well. I wanted to share this with you. He said, you have come now to the moment for producing results. So um, hit pause here. He's saying, hey, you've been reading and reading and then reading some more. It's time you do something with this knowledge. All right, let's carry on with the quote. He goes on to say, one cannot be forever learning and forever getting ready. Moreover, learning and getting ready are inseparable from a certain amount of production, which is helpful to them. One finds one's way only by taking it. We're going to pause again. I love that phrase. It is my favorite phrase in this book. I'm going to say it again. One finds one's way only by taking it. If you've ever felt lost or you don't know what your purpose is or what your legacy is, it's probably because you're not taking enough action. You're not trying things out. In short, you're sitting at your desk and you're thinking too much. You really only learn who you are and what you love and what you don't love by doing things, by trying things, by kicking the ball around. The quote goes on to say that all life moves in a circle. An organ that is used grows and gets stronger. A stronger organ can be used more effectively. He says you must write throughout the whole of your intellectual life. Now that's the end of the quote. I'd like to point out that Sir Talange is suggesting that we become writers to explain not only what we're reading, but how we're going to add to the conversation, how we're going to broaden it. Now, you might not want to write. I also believe that the best thing we can do is to turn our information, our knowledge, into persuasive writing and essays. But that might not be for you, and that's okay. Perhaps you want to write a blog or do YouTube videos or share the knowledge with your kids or whatever it might be at work. The point, dear listener, is to take that information. And please, please do something with it. Because if you don't, then all of this reading will have been a waste of time. Last summer, I deleted most of the books on my TBR, which is, that just stands for to be read. And that was done on my Goodreads account. Now, I'm not a huge Goodreads person. I don't use it very often, but I do keep it as a sort of a shopping list for books that I'm interested in. And I got in there and I realized, wow, there are a lot of books in here that I don't care about that I don't ever really want to read. So I deleted them. I also went through my house and separated all of my books into two piles. I I put the ones I really care about and want to read in one pile and then all of the rest in the other pile. And those, the latter category, were given away to local charities and causes. And you know what? My house is cleaner. I don't feel guilty about all these books I'm not reading. And I have purpose with the books that I do want to read. Now, I understand that doing that kind of literary spring cleaning can be overwhelming and really hard. And, you know, you feel like you should keep all of these books, but I want to push back on that a little bit. I don't know that they are really doing me at least a lot of good. Now, whether you decide to do the spring cleaning or not, that's up to you. What I am asking you to do is to commit to becoming more of an intellectual reader, to organize a reading list that will inspire you and your work for you to take notes as you read and then to add to the conversation. That's why I'd like to invite you to my book club. Every week we get together online and we talk about fantastic books that we're reading. We have a schedule of books that we read together and I really think you'll find these books not only fascinating, but very mentally stimulating. Now, if you think that will be worth your time, uh, I will put the link to the book club in the show notes below, but it's very simple. All you do is go to highlightish.com. Think of like highlighting a book, but add I-S-H to the end, highlightish.com. And then up in the navigation, you'll see a link that says book club. Click that and you'll be there. Hey, I wanted to thank you for listening to this episode of the Readable Podcast, and I hope you understand where my heart is coming from. I love books more than anything, but I also realize that my life is short, my time is short. I have four kids and multiple businesses that I'm running, and there's just not a lot of time to sort of casually read. So for me, reading time is very precious time, and I don't want to waste it. This means really being on purpose with the books that I dig into and really focusing and taking notes and trying to learn from these very wise people who have come before me in the past. If you found this episode helpful to you in any way in terms of building a better reading habit or just finding some excitement to pick up a book again, I want to thank you for being here. But I'd also ask you to jump on to whatever uh, podcast channel you're listening to this on and give us a rating. Uh, we This is a brand new podcast and anything you can do to share the message or spread the love would be very, very appreciated. Thank you so much and I will see you next week. If you'd like to take your reading to the next level, then head on over to our website at thereadwellpodcast.com. There you can get access to my weekly newsletter as well as up-to-date show information. Also, don't forget that I learned software development on the side just so that I could build a program to help us make better book notes as we read. If you're interested, go to highlightish.com. Think of highlighting a book, but add ish, I-S-H, at the end. Highlightish.com. Thanks for listening, everyone, and we'll see you on the next show.